Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. See, ACP is where the streets and black excellence meet. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. So, speak. What, let me ask you, being that you were so close to Pac um, and so close to his family, and basically family, what yeah. do you think about the movies, like um, uh, All Eyes on Me? What, were you, what was your thought on that? Um, I have respect for the fact that LT tried to do um, a great Pac film, mm-hmm. right? Um, it was kind of marred from the beginning, I think, because um, whatever happened in the process of acquiring it, mm-hmm. right, Afeni wasn't happy <clears throat> with it and didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. I believe. Now, mind you, I'm speaking for Ray. Right. But we'll just say, I don't think she wanted to do it the way it was done. Okay. I told you, we were talking about this before we started recording. If you're going to do a story on the life of a human being, mm-hmm. you put it all up on the board and you break it up into sections, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to say, for this part of life, um, it's, it's, I'm going to stand for you, mm-hmm. right? Me and you, we we was in high school together. I'm going to mm-hmm. stand for you in this time. <clears throat> your parents is going to stand in this time. Your grandmother is going to fill in this slot. Your kids is going to fill in that slot, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's how you do it. But when they sat down to do the storyboard of it, right? Mm-hmm. Some There was gaps in there. Right. And the reason why there was gaps in there is because most people that love Tupac don't want nothing to do with this bullshit. Don't want nothing to do with this Hollywood shit. They don't want no fame. And matter of fact, your money ain't good here either. Wow. They, don't, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, we are always asking the same question. Mm-hmm. What kind of story are you telling? Mm-hmm. There's a TV show I did called The Final 24. And mind you, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. Final 24 was really the breaking point for me. I stopped doing shit after that because what they sold to me and what came out was something different. I didn't like the whole premise of the show. Mm-hmm. I find out later the show is about the last 24 hours in your life. Mm-hmm. Slow moving, gratuitous, murder, death, and destruction. Not just a Tupac, but a whole bunch of my heroes and people that I love. Like your whole show is not about the substance of a person, of a human being. Mm-hmm. The totality of a human being is being summed up in the last hours of your life. And they want us to be excited about watching the death, the overdose, the murder, the whatever of a of a human being, an actual person, mm-hmm. right? I get it. People say Tupac's still alive, and you know they they have all of this shit because they miss the fact that this was actually a a, a person, right? And to his people, they would rather have. Tupac working at UPS and still alive mm-hmm. than any of that shit. Fuck your records, fuck your movies, fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. Tupac felt that, you know, Tupac to him to produce and create, he felt like he needed to be a voice right. 
for the ones who had no voice, mm-hmm. be it that she was in the deepest fucking hole in jail or the deepest hole in in um in in a ghetto somewhere, mm-hmm. right? I get hit by people all over the world. People in Africa, they got people hit me from Africa. They live in a village, no shoes, nothing, and they like, man, we. We love you, brother. We love you. And we stand with you. And it's hundreds of us just here in this village, right? Picture that all over the world, all over Europe, all over China. That has very little to nothing to do with a song. Right. It's about people want to, everybody wants something sacred. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants somebody to see them and really stand for something. You got to get Layla on here. Like she yeah. has some real interesting mm-hmm. shit. She and I were sitting down and Tupac's poetry book um, was actually created way, way back in 1989. The Rose? The Rose that grew from the concrete one? Yeah. You want to make some news? The Rose that grew from concrete was written to me. Wow. Um, When I was 16, I was um, suicidal. And I took 29 Tylenol pills um, for a thousand different reasons, which is very uncommon for a young black male. Usually we take our rage out on each other. Exactly, yeah. But I was kicked out of school. They wouldn't let me go to school. They wanted me to go to juvenile hall until I was 18. Um, I had no support system for real, for real. This man wrote, and he would often get your book, say, let me write something to you. And what's unique about when he's writing to you versus when he's just writing mm-hmm. is he signs and dates it. So if you get the Rose That Grew From Concrete book, you will see that it has no signature and no date. That means it's a copy. So he would write it to you and then he would quickly copy it in his own book. Mm-hmm. Most people have never seen it. Mm. He wrote it to me. He signed it and dated. It has two poems on it. The Rose That Grew From Concrete and Things That Make Hearts Break. Right? Mm. And he was like, isn't it amazing? Aren't we all amazing? And at the time, he's saying this. We ain't got shit. I don't got nothing. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. What's amazing? Man, isn't it amazing that with no water, and no sun, and no soil, here we are. That's the miracle. Mm. So he wrote it. It's a bunch of people that he wrote um, um, letters to, really deep shit that he wrote poems to, he wrote raps to, Mm. and you know, a part of the disrespect that I was talking about from the powers that be is that if they find out that he wrote a letter to you, they'll send the attorneys over there and come to take it from you. Mm. Try to claim it as part of the state and intellectual property. Yeah. And then you see it pop up on them sales yeah. websites where they got you. selling Madonna's letter that he yeah, wrote. Yeah, her. yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Like right. That. Crazy. But 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 this is the this is the crazy part about the mm. whole thing. Is that there's so many of us that um can't be bought. Mm-hmm. 
that there's not a billion dollars and fucking a mansion that you could get. Man, most of us is 100% committed. Right. There's people that have held on to things and and held on to the legacy and kept it and held it for his family and for the kids. Really, it was all about the kids. Right. You know, Pac used to say funny shit. He'll say, "I don't um, I I don't really got shit f- for the homies, mm. but for your kids though, everything, anything they want." Yeah. <laughs> this is all for the kids. Yeah. Kind of don't got shit for the homies. That's uh like you got two legs, yeah. you got arms, you got yeah. shit, nigga. We hustling, get the hustling. Yeah. But for your kids, anything, everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. P says the same thing, Master P. When we yeah. go places, he would say that. He say, Look, I ain't got nothing for none of you niggas. Old people, <laughs> old people and kids. He said, I got your kids and I got your your parents. He said, You shout out, shout face. out to P. <laughs> West Coast Bad Boys, man. We did West Coast That's Bad right. Boys together. That's right. Uh phenomenal record, yeah. man. Like Shout out to P. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I want I, I wanna go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying I was saying earlier when we was talking, I said how I we we're talking a lot about Pac, but for you, I wonder sometimes how incredible it was because for me, I'm a Pac fan and, and you yeah. know, I grew up in that era. Yeah. But also like I don't want to skip over the fact that the same energy that I feel as a fan, yeah, from Pac yeah. and how he took care of people, I feel that from Dre, the other guy. Sure. That you like Took care of so many sure. people. Took care of so to this much. day. To this day. To, no, to this day, a good chunk of the Bay Area rappers and artists and everything are still eating and surviving off of his You're legacy. Talking about Mr. Fab and it's, and, and it's not. Like, and it's hey, it's yeah. not about. It's not that they owe Dre something, mm-hmm. but what they owe is to pay it forward to the mm-hmm. next person. Right. Dre signed me. Dre put Maul in the studio the first time. Dre, the the most of the hyphy movement is somewhere between Rick Rock and Mac Dre. That's right. That collectively they mm-hmm. created this hyper energy because mm-hmm. it was mob music before that. Mob music. Yeah, yep. like yep. it was Sam real. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not just like the whole energy it was mob music. Yeah. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And then all of a sudden, Dre comes home with absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. He can't even afford really studio time or good, great beats or anything. He said, give me any beats. I'm going to go in there and wreck it. Mm-hmm. And he creates this energy mm-hmm. around fun, which was a conscious decision. Because mm-hmm. he, he could have been, been the most angry. gangster. Right? He could have been, right. been like, Dre wasn't no punk. Like, right. Dre could, could go there with mm-hmm. you. Like, Pac could go there with you. He chose 
a positive life. Yeah, he leaned into the fun. Because I remember he when, leaned into the cause fun. Because it, it was like he reinvented himself. Because yeah. Mac Dre, I remember from, again, California living, you know, it was on my toes. It yeah. was more pimpish player, kind of gangster. Yeah. But then he started creating these alter egos and 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 these characters and well and, in a in a weird way you have to you have to understand like we grew up Dre grew up um, in a time of you know Shock G right yep yep Shock G was all fun like mm -hmm. I don't even know there's nobody to compare him to mm -hmm. he's like my my mentor big brother he mm -hmm. put me on he was always a very very good friend. Mm -hmm. um, Shock G was the rock star's rock star. Mm -hmm. Almost none of us is rock star like this dude. Like when Prince gets writer's block, he calls Shock G. I'm not making it up. That's a real story. One night I'm hanging out with a girl and I'm looking through her CDs back in that time. And and it's, uh, I think the CD is Crystal Ball and I'm reading on the back and it's like Prince record produced by Shock G. Now, I don't know nothing about this. Mm -hmm. I'm offended. I pick up the phone. Hey, man, uh, your name is on the back of a Prince record. Is this a typo or is this a real thing? You know what that man said to me? What? Oh, man, you know, uh, I think uh, I think I did do that. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> called me out to Paisley Park. We, You know, we, we made some records. If I, if Prince called me and said he wanted me, Ray Love, <laughs> To go to Paisley Man, Park and do a rec, bro. I'm gonna have a T-shirt. I'm, I'm gonna have everybody. a T-shirt. I'm telling yeah. my mama, yo mama, that's everything, real. right? That's real. <laughs> but that's how cool he was. Like mm -hmm. the dude played keys for Sting on tour. Mm -hmm. He played with for Liza Minnelli. Like I was hanging out with some friends of mine, and his, but we just having fun on the, you know, on the piano. And his mom comes out and goes, "Can't you guys play anything else?" Like. Do you know Gershwin? He just goes straight into George <laughs> Gershwin. He just like like wow. You understand? Yeah. That's why I said I don't sing and I don't yeah. play. I don't have to. I got I'm surrounded by the most amazing human beings, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to Mac Dre for a second. Um, Too Short had a video shoot just to give you a perspective on Mac Dre. Mac Dre has been Mac Dre longer than there was a Tupac or a mm -hmm. Ray Love or anything. You know, 1989, 1990, Too Short has Short Dog in the House, yep. video cassette, video shoot, which yep. is Classic very, album. very rare. Classic very album. rare yep. for a rapper at that time to have mm -hmm. a length video cassette. Mm -hmm. And it's at the Omni in Oakland. Ice Cube is there. <clears throat> Mark Curry is telling jokes and interviewing people. Shout out to Mark Curry. Shout out to Mark Curry. Mm -hmm. I'm there with, with Tupac and Shock. We all mm -hmm. came together. I actually rapped because I used to ask short all the time, every time. So, hey, man, let me rap. You know, this night I ended up getting to rap. I'm in high school. I got class day after tomorrow, right? And they turn it out. And when they turn it out, I hide under the stage, like where you put the, put the they put the chairs and mm -hmm. shit. I hide under the stage because in my mind, they spent so much money on this. They gonna have to start shooting again soon, like yeah. filming again soon. I hide under there. But before I hide under there, we over here talking and Shock G is the man and we the little youngsters with Shock mm -hmm. G. Mac Dre comes in, he's at the door. And someone at the door goes, Mac Dre's here. 
and Too Short stops the show and says, Mac Dre. And I'm like, yo, this nigga is really like Damn. a star. Wow. And you said, and this is in what year? I'm in high school. He's two years older than me, a year older than Pac. If he's not in high school, he just barely graduated. Damn. And Ice Cube is here. Yeah. And Digital Underground is double platinum. Mm -hmm. And everybody stopped because Mac Dre came to the door. Wow. You feel me? Wow. That's when I say Dre was always a star. He was always Mac Dre. Mm. He was always like famous to yeah. me. To, uh, yeah. But after that, <clears throat> um, they turn it out and um and they they start filming again. Mm -hmm. And it was nobody else in the building. And so it was like Too Short, Ice Cube. Shock G, Tupac, T-Bone from the Lynch Mob, mm -hmm. and me. We the only ones on stage. There's not a crowd. They, If you watch it, they blocked it out, mm -hmm. and they only show on the stage because there's no crowd no more. Mm -hmm. And we ended up getting a ride home from Ice Cube and shit, and then mm -hmm. I went to school. I went to Oakland. Mm -hmm. It took me two days to get back to Santa Rosa, and I had <clears> class <throat> the next day. Wow. Is this America's Most Wanted Ice Cube? Had he already went solo? This is America's Most Wanted. This is okay. uh, this is America's Most Wanted Ice so Cube. So what was yeah. that ride like with Ice Cube? <laughs> Man, I'm not just <laughs> with, I'm with school. Ice Cube. I'm with Shock G. Yeah. I'm with, you know, me and Pac is, is really, like, young, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, our first big show was Mac Dre. Mm -hmm. Like the first big show that me and Tupac had together was like, man, we got the Mac Dre show this weekend, mm -hmm. man. We we gonna do one this weekend, one and that. Mm -hmm. Like this a big deal for us. Like mm -hmm. you understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. There's a video somewhere of me and Pac um, staying in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. We had a we had a show to do, uh, Digital Underground record. I want to say one of their record release parties. Mm -hmm. Cause they have multiple, I think, for um, for uh, sex packets, mm -hmm. and we just on the bed in the mirror rapping cool nut, mm -hmm. like we was we were students of the game, we mm -hmm. were fans of the game. Not mm -hmm. to mention everything that damn near came out of New York, mm -hmm. you know, cool G rap, of course, um, right. you know, um, let me that the whole fucking just, Juice Crew movement. Just for the fans, though, what what was the Mac Dre Pac relationship? Like, so the the <clears throat> the interesting thing is is because Mac yeah. Mac Dre was a a Tupac fan, mm -hmm. and Tupac was a fan of Mac Dre first, right? So we did two shows together. The one in Marin City got turned out because one thing you have to understand about the Bay Area in that time, not a not a safe place, right? To go from nowadays, kids go they be in three or four counties, mm -hmm. different cities. It wasn't like that at no, all. No, it was on with like Oakland it was Richmond. Dangerous. Yeah, Richmond, Man, Oakland beefing and Bro, all, my you know. first shows, yeah. my first show in Frisco, they turned it out. Shot the joint up. Mm -hmm. I was so dumb. I invited all my friends from Richmond, Oakland. Yeah. Nobody got along. Everybody turned it out. Right. Our first show with Mac Dre and Marin City turned turned out. Um uh, it was it was that kind of party. Like and and the crazy part about Frisco, they'll love your music and still beat your ass <laughs> and still love your music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Black C. Yeah. Shout out to all my niggas from Philbo. Like yeah. real shit yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let, let me ask you, what what would you want the world to know about Mac Dre and Tupac? Hmm. What what would they know? What because you being intimately close with yeah. them as brothers, what like who was Andre Hicks? Who was 
Tupac sure. Shakur. Um, so kind of separately, Mac Dre, it, it would be, I, I don't even know what it would be like mm -hmm. being depressed or under the weather mm -hmm. around Mac Dre. Mac Dre's energy was always up. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't gonna let you be down. Come on, Cuddy, we finna get outside. We finna turn up. We finna do this. Like he he so believed in his people and his friends mm -hmm. um, that he expected greatness from from everybody. One thing that they have in common is an incredible work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like these men work like very few artists I've ever worked with. Like I use them as a a ruler mm -hmm. for artists that I I manage. That's right. Like. These is two and three song a day artists mm -hmm. and shows on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For 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 different reasons, maybe. I worked um, at a studio in Sacramento back when the feature game was like fifteen hundred dollars, get you, you know, yeah. sixteen bars or eight bars for half of that. Dre did so many features, bro. He just sure he would come in. I don't I don't remember what his rates were, but he would come yeah. in and just knock feature and then do his own music. Yeah. Like at Hollis's studio and some of the Sacramento studios, like yeah. he was knocking the, it out. So, so when we first started in the studio, we started. Layla put us in to a studio, but a lot of the first mm -hmm. stuff was started with dope money, like mm -hmm. studio time. That's right. And you know, whatever you feel about that, you have to understand studios. Everybody loves McDonald's fries, so yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Back when we started, oh, man, Tupac and I, expensive shit, bro. there was two ways. Yep. Dre had Kyrie, who had mm -hmm. a studio at his house. Mm -hmm. He's running on one inch. Um, real to real was super expensive. Super expensive. Yep. And that was a significant investment. Yep. On our side, <clears throat> shout out to Richmond, California, really for all Richmond, California, what, what Richmond, California did for hip hop, there needs to be a movie about it. Mm -hmm. Because not just Calvin T and Magic Mike, um, you know, the guys that put up put up the money for us and mm -hmm. looked out for us, uh, Man Man, Mike Cooley, these guys, like they put real money. It was $3,500 a day for yep. the studio. So That's we right. would do 24 hour studio mm -hmm. sessions. You want to know where Pac's work ethic came from? You got 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So you had to have, you know, maybe eight songs already written. That's right. And then you going in there and then when you match it up with the beat, some shit might not work. Now you mm -hmm. got to change something. Now mm -hmm. we got to change it on the spot. So everybody hot. You know, if you're mm -hmm. a good rapper, you hot for the first six, mm -hmm. eight hours, maybe 10. But when you get in the hour 12, yeah. hour 16, hour 18, now it's the next day. Yep. Your breath stinking. Everybody <laughs> like, yeah, man, yep. the Hennessy gone. The, yep. the, the weed is gone. <laughs> Niggas done left. Yep. They not, man, man, I gotta go, man. Yep. My baby mama calling me, man. They man, everybody yep. got reasons and you just in there. Yeah. That's a testament of who you are. That's right. So for Pac doing five songs a day, people was amazed that was by necessity and mm -hmm. it became a habit that mm -hmm. that's the way he understood the studio. When you go to the studio, get off your ass and get this shit That's done. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you put up them numbers and then because realistically, you might do 50 songs before you find 10 that mm -hmm. you really really like and you really that mm -hmm. really connect with people, you feel yep. me? That's right. For Dre, I think for Dre, it was just it was I don't even think it was necessity. 
I think Dre, this is who he was. This is what he did. He just, he always had something to say. Mm -hmm. Some shit was always funny to him or interesting and he wanted to address mm -hmm. it. He wanted to talk about it. Or or like some gangster shit went down and he wanted to put his two cents in mm -hmm. and on it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Dre was Dre was just, Dre was a freak of nature, bro. Yeah. Like not, a, not normal at all. Mm -hmm. And he was really, out of all of us, I think the most comfortable with being a celebrity, a right. star, being famous. Yeah. That was his comfort zone. <clears throat> right. He loved people, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ask multiple communities in the Bay Area, Filipinos will tell you, Mac Dre with us. Mexicans mm -hmm. will tell you, no, Mac Dre with us. <laughs> White people will tell you, right. no, nah, man, Mac Dre with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Mac Dre will go dis would disappear for days. Yeah. Like, man, where Dre at? He ain't answering his yeah. phone, man. He over here with y'all. Yeah. He with your mama. He ain't even with you. He talking to your grandfather about some shit. So everybody yeah. saw him as their, a part of their community. Right. And that's why, to this day, Mac Dre is even more famous. I've been working for Mac Wanda for eight years. Been the chief operating officer for Mac Wanda for at least the last five or six, right? Mm -hmm. We do Mac Dre days every year. Every year it grows. Every year it gets bigger. Every year the line gets longer. Every year they come out there earlier. The last Dre day we did, they start lining up. It's, it's 16, 17 year old white girls lined up at noon. Mm -hmm. The doors don't open till 745. Mm -hmm. The show don't start till damn near 8.30. The DJ starts spinning at about 8.30. Mm -hmm. The acts don't start coming on till 9. Mm -hmm. Wait, you wasn't, when he died, you wasn't even alive, though. Right, right. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's, that's special. That's special. Bro. That's yeah. unique. Yeah. He is a, um, a cult classic. Um, his records um, only seem like they're going up in sales. Mm -hmm. Um, we try to create products for Dre, for his brand, that his audience, that Dre would like and that his audience would appreciate. We did the beer. Mm -hmm. We did soda with exotic pop. Um, there's this clothing, you know, mm -hmm. that they're doing out there. Um, and, um, you know, we're about to do a documentary. I probably can't say too much about yeah. it, but we're doing a documentary with a phenomenal company, a huge company, and somebody nice. we think that you're going to be very happy about. <clears throat> We're about to do some real interesting, unique things with the catalog around Dre and yeah. um, some unique things with publishing and books with, with Dre. Nice. Um, We're going to keep it fun because that dude was fun. I, yeah. Honestly, working for Fizz Entertainment for Magwanda is one of the funnest things mm -hmm. I've ever done in, in hip hop. Like, nice. for real. Yeah, real nice. interesting. Is there a tie between <clears throat> Fizz and Fizz Nation? Like, what? Of course. Like Fizz, Fizz Nation is is Kilo Kurt predominantly yes. and um, what this nation was born on was when Dre passed, all of these artists came together and we we missed them, we wanted to do shit and we all got together and did records and, and put shit together and, and kind of kept it lit. You know, mm -hmm. there was a, a whole 10, 15 year period where Kilo was really, you know, Mm -hmm. putting in he's the reason why it i think stayed lit like that because mm -hmm. they was constantly moving you know mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of cats in that circle you know D digs bleed this you know yeah. what i mean like That's he right. he does his thing and keeps it moving yeah. um i think the agendas can be are, are different because mm -hmm. wanda wants the world to know andre hicks right right 
the homies want yeah. the world to remember Mac, Mac Dre, Dre, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that there's space for both. I think mm. it's important for both, mm -hmm. right? Because Andre Hicks is just as dope as Mac Dre. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll let you like figure yeah. that out. Yeah, no, I got you. I but yeah, like yeah. like real talk. Yeah, you know. Um, let me let yeah. me let me ask you: Did you ever have any uh, dealings? Because we we just had Ice T's daughter, and you yeah. know we've had Ice T twice on the on the show. Mm -hmm. Have you ever uh, ran into him uh, in your days in the game? Who Ice? Yeah, Ice T. Oh, bro, like, <laughs> um, excuse me. Ice, um, I met when I was, when I first met him, I was doing Forever Hustling. Mm -hmm. And it was a gang rally in South Central. Mm -hmm. And uh, we was really kind of like, I think, I don't, I don't know if we we was afraid, but it was like a dangerous time. Everybody mm -hmm. ran with their crews. Everybody was strapped, mm -hmm. you know. Everybody was like, we, you know, it was a lot going on during that time period, mm -hmm. right? So like, I'll say ninety five, right, type time. And I meet Ice T, and I've always been an Ice T fan. Yeah, um, Ice T is is one of the most underrated as a rapper. Yes, artist. Because, you know, they remember Ice-T for Colors. Right. I remember Ice-T for Ron Pays. Yeah. I remember Ice-T yeah. for, you know, uh, I'm your mother, I'm yeah. your... I'm like, he always yeah. gave you the game balance. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You want a gangbang, you know how it ends. Yep. You want to deal dope, you know how it ends. If right. you pimping, this is what happens. Blah, 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 yep. blah, right? So I meet Ice, he's by himself. We chopping it up. Like, man, good to meet you, Ice. We turn around, we walk off. Get about 50 yards away, Ice T still with us. I'm like, yo, Ice is hanging with us. Oh, this <laughs> shit wild, right? Yeah. So we hanging out, we chopping it up. I say, Ice, uh, where your people at? Yeah. I said, what you mean? I said, man, you ain't got nobody with you? Like, nah. I said, man, where your you ain't got no security or nothing with you? It's like, nah. I said, why you don't have no why you like you just had <laughs> yeah. a gang rally by yourself? He said, Man, I I don't lie, cheat, or steal. I don't owe nobody nothing. I ain't took nothing from nobody, and I'm always just me. Wow. And if a cat wants something that I got I me, mean, you know, they they can have that, right? He goes, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm yeah. never out of bounds. Like I'm at home. Mm -hmm. Right. And that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. It affected me to the point where it's a part of my playbook is how I carry my life. When you right. see me, when you see me with somebody, you seeing me with my family. Mm -hmm. See me with my children, see me with my daughter, you see me with my brothers, you see with my nephew, you see me with my people, mm -hmm. right? Now, I am aware that we live in a time, you know, where I think we was talking about the check-in stuff mm -hmm. earlier, right? Mm -hmm. I'm also respectful of people, right? right? I'm not gonna go where people is hungry with a hundred thousand in jewels, two hundred thousand mm -hmm. in jewels on. Uh, I would rather go there and feed feed the people. That's right. Change some shit. Mm -hmm. Real shit. That's right. Uh, I I do think that there is a way that you carry yourself, and I think people is way too comfortable hiding behind cell phones and mm -hmm. keyboards and, mm -hmm. and and hiding behind your your soldiers yeah. and yeah. Your, your police officers yeah. and sometimes they the same thing yeah. you know what i'm <laughs> 
Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Like way too right. comfortable mm-hmm. with that to where like where are you in all of this shit? Exactly. I see all the shit. Yeah. Too but much if, of that, not enough for you. Man, yeah. listen, man, I'm yeah. going to tell you the truth. If somebody want to get you, they're going to get they're you. They're going to get you. It's about how committed they are That's to right. getting you. That's right? right. But what you need to ask yourself is, how am I living my life that somebody is so committed to get me, they'll kill all the people with you <laughs> to, to do it? That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. I stand on principle. People that's mad with me right now is mad with me because I defend the weak. I stand with with people that are uh, other people is trying to violate in some mm-hmm. way. Like, I, I don't need a I don't need no money, mm-hmm. so that's not my motivation. I don't need no fame or attention, so that's not my motivation. My motivation is being able. Pac said I could still I could look in the mirror and still see myself. If I'm standing there and I'm watching you violate the little homie over there. Mm-hmm. And I look in the mirror, I can no longer see myself. I see a caricature Mm -hmm. of who the fuck I used to be or who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I don't, I just, I don't, I I think it's weird that we are so comfortable with Mm -hmm. the the scamming. And it's like, I call, it's like poverty pimping, right? Mm -hmm. You could say, I love black people. I love brown people and you black and brown. Or I love my people, poor people. But if you taking taking advantage of the poor mm-hmm. and you taking advantage of black and brown, man, won't you go to Beverly Hills and rob them? That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't want real smoke. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You want to catch yeah. the the antelope with yeah. the broke leg. Yeah. You know Just like I mean? when the police pull up, niggas will run. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Police man, come, man, you scared hey, as hell. Man, if you really about that life, <laughs> yeah. like be, but be but about ten that niggas life. can pull up with choppers, and niggas gonna stand their ground and, and bang it out. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Right, because yeah. who who was it? Somebody was saying um, Nipsey, I think, said mm-hmm. he's like the weird thing about gang banging. Yep. is that you can differentiate between who's a this member and who's not. Right, this is true. So technically, you out looking for yourself. For yourself, yeah. You looking for the one that looks like you, dresses like you, dresses like like you, you, and carries itself like you. You are trying to kill yourself the long way. That's the realest shit, too. Real shit. And you know, the thing about it is, you know, we, to some degree, I don't know if you, I, I do it now. If, if one of us walk in, now I know how to check myself. But if one of us walk in and got that look, yeah, my eyebrow go up. Yeah, I, I start paying attention. Like, what this yeah. nigga on? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then I got to check myself. Like, okay, just speak. Yeah. How you doing, my brother? He, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You know, I realize that for a lot of the time, we are driven by fear mm-hmm. and insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And a a deep self hatred that is very hard for us to acknowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I process things through words, right? When I'm feeling away, I called my sister the other day. I'm like, man, I think sometimes I be a little racist against our own people. What I mean by that, I see some nigga shit going. I'm like, these niggas, (laughs) and I just get extra mad, right? When really, what I need to do probably is cross the room and say, hey, bro, let me holler at you for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, why we, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now. A lot of people our age will say, man, I don't talk to them youngsters, man. Mm-hmm. You talking to them youngsters, man. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't found that to be true, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's an easy way out. Yeah. To say, man, I ain't gonna talk to them cats on that, you know, on the corner, yeah. they on some bullshit. Yeah. But I remember people talking talking to me. Mm-hmm. I've had amazing things that happened in my life just from listening. Me and Mac Maul got a call one day from Layla and QD3. QD3 is a big Silicon Valley dude, always has been. I think he was in the room when they turned YouTube on type mm-hmm. shit, right? <laughs> And he had some passes for a conference, right? Just to show you how listening to your elders, what it means. Mm -hmm. He had some passes for this conference called Always On Conference. This is back when my daughter was born. She's 13 now, so about 13 years ago. And I'm on my way out the door to go to this conference. And my dad called me. Me and my dad, be we be arguing. I I think I'm cooler. He think he know more, like... (laughs) Big country, little yeah. country type <laughs> funk, right? And he's like, hey, man, you where you going? I said, man, I'm going to Silicon Valley, you know? He was like, how you dress? I'm like, here we go. Yeah, don't do this bullshit. <laughs> he's like, man, you know, maybe you might want to put on a suit. I don't want to put on a suit. I'm Ray. I, I'll be the same everywhere I go. He said, that's kind of what my point is. Like, <laughs> if you want to meet new people and you want to experience different things, that's right. maybe you might try to. That's right. This time, I put on a suit. I go to Silicon Valley. I go to the conference. Mr. Fab is there. Shout out Mr. Fab. Mac Maul comes with me. We all is there at this mm-hmm. event. And it's like, I look at the wall and they got Twitter up there. And I'm like, what the fuck is a Twitter? It's mm-hmm. 32,000 people on Twitter. We all signed up for Twitter that day. So we're in the first 32,000 people to sign up to Twitter. I didn't get it. They was just like, mm-hmm. I'm at the hamburger stand. Mm-hmm. The cheeseburgers is whack. Don't get them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I looking at? But I signed up. We signed up for all this shit. After that, go out to a restaurant. I'm outside smoking a cigarette. And because I'm dressed nice, it gave someone license to have a conversation with me mm-hmm. that they probably wouldn't have. Dude's name is Troy. Shout out Troy Bird. Troy walks up to me and goes, hey man, uh, what do you... What do you what do you do? So I'm a rapper. He's like, what, like a mogul or something? I'm like, nah, just a rapper. He was like, interesting. He's trying to, I could see yeah. him processing, yeah. trying to figure it out. You here, you in Silicon Valley. He's like, huh? Well, let, you know, let's trade numbers, man. Let's chop it up. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, you know, I do a little of this, a little of that. 48 hours later, he calls me and he's Steve Wozniak from Apple, the owner of Apple, one of the owners, Steve and Steve, Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. Steve Wozniak. He's Steve Wozniak's like assistant. He answers emails and does all this shit. He calls me and he goes, you wanna come and hang out? Like, come to the house in Los Gatos. And I'm like, sure, why not? But I don't know, he doesn't tell me it's Steve Wozniak's house. He's like, I wanna introduce you to some people. Mm-hmm. I come up to the house, get to the house, it's a regular looking house, sort of. Not really, because it's built around the side of the mountain, but yeah. that's another story. I get to the house, I walk in, and he's like, I want to introduce you to Steve. He's the owner of Apple. Steve who? Steve Wozniak, you know, Steve and Steve. Same thing I said, right? And I meet Steve Wozniak, and I'm at his house. I'm in his living room. I meet his son, Gary. We chilling. We, we chilling. Mm-hmm. We talking. We drinking. And I stay the night. Now, in junior high school, we used to have computer classes, right? Mm-hmm. 
We had the, you would get them once or twice a week. Yep. And I love computer class. You'll play Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oregon, Trail. <laughs> Oregon Trail. Come but, on now. Don't get stuck was, in that river. Yeah. But here's the thing. We was broke as shit, so yeah, we yeah. never had no computer. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I want a, I want a computer. And my dad like, you know, niggas in hell want ice water. I feel it, but we couldn't afford that. <clears throat> Fast forward, I'm asleep. I'm sleeping in this man's library. And I wake up, and then Steve Wozniak took us to took me to two concerts, took mm-hmm. us to two concerts. One was Public Enemy, and the other one was Linkin Park. <laughs> and we sat in Waz's box, which is supposedly mm-hmm. the best sound in the theater. And I'm, I'm like, what, what is happening right mm-hmm. now? My father said, if you wanted something different, mm-hmm. you have to move different. That's right. You have to try something different. Yep. And it's not about who he is, I actually, Ended up having a kind of an interesting relationship with his son, and mm-hmm. and his son was going through some shit, and I gave him some advice, and I'm like, I'm like, y'all, wow, y'all just be letting like random black dudes in your house <laughs> like that, but it wasn't, it was, mm-hmm. it was a purely human connection, right? Right. I'm friends with Troy Bird to this day. Mm-hmm. I say that to say this, like nobody can tell you where you belong. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you how you supposed to, oh, you know, we ain't supposed to mm-hmm. be over there. Like, man, I never know where I'm supposed to be. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. the most uppityest <laughs> black man that you know. I'm, I go where I want. I yeah. move how I want. The earth I bring my, my people how That's I want. Right. I don't care if you got tats on your face. We going. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because it's it's the, really about the content of what comes out of your mouth. That's right. Not even how you say it. People say, oh, it's how you say some shit. Nah, because I know a lot of demons that speak real mm-hmm. eloquently. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Ele- Elocute. Elocute. <laughs> I'm using that. My man said elocute. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of black-hearted people yeah. that elocute yeah. really well. Uh-huh. Right? But it's about it's about who you are for real. Right. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Who you are That's for real and stand message. on that. That's a dope man. And be and be fearless in when you stand on it. Yeah. yeah. Don't put a price on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, you prostituting yourself mm-hmm. and you ain't even setting the price. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say something one time. They said, oh, don't give him the check, just pay him in fame. And they was talking about somebody else. And I thought to myself, damn, did motherfuckers pay me in fame sometimes? Yeah. Oh, give him the magazine cover. Right. Oh, let it let him go do the show. Don't pay him. Just pay them in fame. We'll keep the money. Right. Don't let people pay you in, in fame. Ah, that's a word, bro. That's a word. I mean, most powerful word in the English language. Mm-hmm. No, get used to saying that shit. Mm-hmm. Just take a whole year where you just say no to everything. People say <laughs> say yes. Nah, yeah. I'm gonna show you real power. Mm-hmm. Say no to everything. Yeah. Then when people come at you, they gotta come at you in a way like, hold up, okay, let's respect this person. What is it? How can we do a deal with you? Because mm-hmm. other than that, they'll throw that little shit in front of you like, sign it, dummy, yeah. or don't. I tell people all the time, you can't be afraid to lose a deal. And you never make a a, a decision when you're desperate. I don't even pay the yeah. meter when I go in there to, to, to sign a deal because mm-hmm. I already know I'm finna tell you no and I'm walking out. <laughs> 
unless like and I, that's not to be an asshole what i'm saying is is like if you're an authentic person and you mm-hmm. handle me in an authentic way right i'm gonna say nephew go pay the meter we're gonna stay a while you want some coffee <laughs> yeah but if I'm just going here and I know how this shit go, okay, yeah, fuck me. And then you have to go through the whole process mm-hmm. of finding out who you talking to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't even pay the meter, man. We we going to Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real shit. Yeah, give me the Obama. Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> my daughter's funny. She a straight A student, and I I took her to the to the um, premiere, and she was happy to see you know our family, mm-hmm. but. She's not impressed. She's not amused. She's yeah. not none of that shit. Yeah. She's like, I I'd be having to check her. She's like, I thought we don't like the Damn, Hold on. We stay in the car. Yeah. Like she takes shit for real and she's not impressed. Yeah, right? Exactly. And I and I and I what I what I love about that is that my children already know that there's a hell of a lot of things more mm-hmm. valuable than money. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, man, listen, I appreciate that. That's a word, brother. I just wanted to, man, I'm glad you came to the show. You know, a hundred percent. I'm glad you had me on for Absolutely, real. Absolutely, brother. Like, We've like, been saying we were gonna we was gonna do something, but yeah, I think the time yeah. was perfect, you know. Yeah. And I really just wanted to give you your flowers, you know what I mean? To, Respect, to just even from Respect. the hip hop community, let you know we appreciate what you have contributed, you Respect. know what I mean? And the work that you're doing now, you know, Respect. just with the with Thank the youth you. and even with Tupac, you know, making sure everything is straight and still staying connected with the family and making sure that truth and, and yeah. justice is is being served. Yeah. Righteousness, 100%. you know what I mean? 100%. So, and with, and with Drake, man. That. And with our North Cali. 100%. 100%. And, 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 and shout out, shout work. out Mac Wanda too. Yeah. Like, man, she's amazing. She gives us all the space that we mm-hmm. need to to be creative and mm-hmm. be successful. And she don't have to, she don't need the money. She mm-hmm. don't need none of that. Mm-hmm. She just, she really does everything she does mm-hmm. for her son's mm-hmm. supporters and fans. Like she wants them to enjoy themselves because right. she really don't have to. So right. shout out to her, shout out to you know, shout out to, to mm-hmm. Setua, you know what I mean? For, Absolutely. for holding it down Absolutely. because just, I just want y'all to know the way she's standing up right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. man, you could count them on probably one hand, the black people, let alone a black woman that stands up against the the Mm. tyrannical industry Mm -hmm. and do that shit day in and day out on principle. Man, shout out. Man, shout out, man. If y'all wanna if y'all wanna support, go to the foundation website, T T A to T A S F dot org mm-hmm. and you can find out all the ways and if not if you have a problem there hit in my inbox hit in um t-a-s-f um ig and they'll give you all the way and but what's your what's your what's your ig let them know what your my ig is. is the real ray love r-a-y-l-u-v and um, right. man, we got come the on, man, ray love. man we appreciate you coming my brother <laughs> we had to do this bro. again brother yeah right. hey so holding court podcast man Rachel Renee. We out. Producer Ken. Big Court, man. We out of here. 100%. Yes, yes. Appreciate you, my brother. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.